Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I want to talk to you about right believing and talking defeats giant obstacles. Do you have some obstacles in your life? Do you have some mountains in your life? Do you have some valleys in your life? Whatever you have in the pathway of your life that stands uh, in between you and what God has for you and what He wants you to do and what He wants you to attain, you can overcome those giants in the land if you think right, if you believe right, and if you talk right. Well, some of you believe it. If you read that scripture, do you know what this woman with the issue of blood that was trying to get to Jesus, she kept saying, if you read it in certain translations, she kept saying, I know if I can just touch the hem of his garment. You see, she was believing right, she was thinking right, and she was talking right. But so many times we need things from the Lord, but what comes out of our mouth is exactly the opposite. She didn't say, well, I want to touch his hem, but I don't really believe anything will happen, or I hope something will happen. She said, I know that if I touch his garment, I will be made whole. You can touch Jesus' garment today. Now, I want to tell you what was on the robes in that day of the priest there there were uh, things that, uh, that were sewn on the bottom of the robe and it uh, was to indicate the blessings of God each one of those things that were sewn on there indicated a blessing that came from the Lord and she was saying I need a blessing do you need a blessing this morning yes do you have a need this morning the blessings will meet the need that you have. But she kept on saying, even though people didn't want her to get through, even though she was an outcast because she had the issue of blood, she was unclean. If you read about in the book of Leviticus there, it tells you all about it. She was unclean and nobody wanted her to touch them because she was unclean. But yet she was able to touch Jesus. You may be unclean, but if you touch Jesus, you'll be cleansed. I don't know what you've been involved in. You may be unclean this morning, but I want to tell you, Jesus can take your life and he can clean you up. He can cleanse you. You've come to church. This is a place where God meets you. It's a place where you can be forgiven. You can be cleansed. You can be free of condemnation, but you can't go out and live the same way. You receive that power to overcome. The world will tell you, you just live this way. You can do this. You can do that. Everybody does it. But Jesus says, when you come to me and you receive my blessings, do it my way because it's the perfect way. It's the way into peace. It's the what I tell you, what is this wor- world so uh, devoid of? It's, uh, we need peace. We need peace. That's what the kingdom of God is, righteousness and peace. The world is in turmoil and there's no peace. But you can have peace through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So this woman, she, she believed that if she could just touch Jesus 
And she kept saying it and saying it and saying it. And I'm going to tell you, if you need something from the Lord, you better keep saying it. It's not enough just to say it once. You keep saying what you need. You keep talking about the Lord's ability to meet your need. See, so many times we're just so caught up. This is not working. It's not working. I have no hope. And we keep talking it. And what do we get? Exactly what we say. No hope, no peace, no provision. I don't believe that you can have what you say stuff. Well, you're getting it whether you believe it or not. You're just getting it in the negative. You know, God spoke a word and the worlds were created. So why is it going to be any different from, for us? We've got to speak and see the unseen world come into the seen world. We've got to pull it out. Your words, your words are powerful. We need to understand that. Amen? Okay, you turn to Numbers 13, and it says this in verse number uh, 28. Well, now I'll read from 27. And they told him and said, We came into a land whither thou sentest us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. In other words, they confirmed what God told them. And they brought back the big cluster of grapes that had to be carried on a, a, a pole with two men carrying it. Can you imagine grapes like that? You know, when I go to the store and I shop, I love grapes and I buy grapes. I've never seen a cluster like that before. I think that is blessing, don't you? Abundance. Okay, and they said, yes, it's just we confirm, Lord, just exactly what you said. Nevertheless... The people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are wild and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. In other words, they went in, they spied, and what they saw were giants. Giants were bigger than them. The cities were walled up. And he tells you all about there. And, and the people that dwell in that land, he said, are strong. I'm going to tell you, they're strong people. Or not people, but demonic powers. They're strong forces that stand between you and what God has said belongs to you. There's walls that have been brought up to keep you from getting to the other side. There's giants in the land that keep you from going and uh, prevailing and overcoming and pursuing what God has for you. But you cannot be like these people because the Bible says on down here that that was an evil report. See, God was letting them confirm their own thoughts. Because they didn't believe what God has said. If God told them, I give this to you, then he's going to make a way for them to get it. It's the same for you. If he said you can have a certain thing as a child of God, you're supposed to do a certain thing. You're supposed to be a certain way. And there's things that stand in. You pull those walls down. You run over the strongholds. And you take the heads off of the giants because you are well able to do it. Caleb stilled the people and he said, be quiet. Stop talking this stuff. I tell you, I've been in the midst of people and that's exactly what you want to do when everybody is talking. What are we going to do? We're not going to make it. This is not working. God's not doing what he said. Look, you've got to get into the unseen realm and pull it out. The things that are before you right now are temporal. That means they are subject to change. And the things that are eternal are out there for us, and we've got to pull them in. 
we got to bring them into focus. But that's not going to happen unless we believe the report of the Lord. Isaiah said it. Who will believe the report of the Lord? There's not many people in these days that will believe the report of the Lord. And Isaiah was talking about healing, about Jesus going to the cross and giving his life and shedding his blood for our sin and then taking stripes upon his back that we could be healed and then having that crown of thorns pushed upon his head so that we could have peace. There's not many people believe that. He said, who will? I'm here today. Who will? Who will in this place believe the report of the Lord? I'm reporting to you the scripture, not my own words. These are not something that I just made up and I didn't pull them out of context. If you want to read that whole chapter and the next chapter after that, then you will see what God says about overcoming the giants and what happened to these people who spoke wrong things and who believed the wrong report. Now, see, I'm not telling you to believe something that's not true. I'm, I'm asking you this morning and putting before you the opportunity to believe the ultimate truth. Well, this is the truth that I've got this sickness or disease. This is the truth that this is going on in my life. No, no, it's going on in your life and that's a fact. There's no doubt about that. But the truth is God's word. Sanctify them through my word. My word is truth. Set them apart through my word, which is truth. If you want to be set apart, if you want to stand out, if you want to be the one that is blessed when everyone is living under the curse, then you believe the truth. Abraham believed the truth. You remember that? Well, the fact was that he was an old man and didn't have a child. The truth was that God spoke to him and said, I have made you a father of many nations. How is that going to be? It's not up to us to figure it out. It's up to us to believe the truth. Thy word is truth, Jesus said. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Okay, then we go on down through here to um, verse number 31. But the man that went up with him said, the men... This Caleb had already spoken and said, we're able to possess this. We're well able. And let's go up right now and overcome them. But the man, man that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. See, you can, if you want to look at your situation where you are today, and it's, it, it'll be just a vast array of different needs that are in this room. And if you want to look at that, then you're going to be overcome. But what you have to do is look at what God has promised you in His Word. If you have a need in your life this morning, find it in the Scripture. Find yourself in the Scripture. You remember when Jesus in Luke 4 was reading, the Bible says that He found in the Scripture, and I, uh, in the scroll of Isaiah. And you know what He was reading about? Himself. You need to read about yourself in the Scripture. That says you are blessed. Abraham's blessings are yours. That you are healed. Because Jesus bore your sickness and carried your diseases. Fact. 
There may be sickness in your body. Truth, by his stripes you were healed. And see, we've got to lay hold of that. And we've got to be like that woman with the issue of blood. And we've got to press in and whatever it takes. And people are saying, you're stupid. You're crazy. You shouldn't believe that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. And we press on in. And we touch the hem of his garment where the blessings and the provisions are. You know, sometimes don't cast your... Uh, pearls before swine. Do you know what I'm talking about? That means, you know, you don't go tell everybody what you're believing God for and what, you know, what you believe is yours to possess because you know what they're going to do? They're going to try to discourage you. Tell people that will, yes, I agree with you. Praise God. Just don't go out there spewing it everywhere because some people are not excited about it. I know when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I wanted to tell everybody. I thought everybody was going to be excited for me. See, I was in a denomination. They didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But yet, I read the Bible through my first time in one year. And when I read it, I started seeing all these things about the Holy Spirit, miracles, healings, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I began to see that. And I thought, well, if... If that's in there, it's for me. He's no respecter of persons. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that belongs to me. And I can remember going, the first person that uh, Eddie and I went to, and they were very encouraging to us because they said this. You know, it was our pastor. And he said, well, I've never spoken in tongues of you. And we said, no, we've never either. He said, well, it's in the Bible. And that was all we needed. But, you know, then I went to other people, and I would start talking about it. And you know what? Oh, you all are getting into air. You're receiving a, a spirit of air. That's demons. Well, I tell you what. I've been under the influence of demons before, and I never had the power of God operating in my life when I was under the power of demons. Amen? You know the difference if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. All right. And listen to this. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And this is the giant's. There were giants in the land. And giants are intimidating. Giants are huge. They're bigger than life. And they loom over you. But you see, God had already said, it's yours. I've given it to you. And God has said so many things that you are, are right now being robbed and spoiled of. God is saying, it belongs to you. I have given it to you. <clears throat> And see, our report back to the Lord can be, well, but God, you don't understand. Those people don't want me to do that. Those people don't accept me. That door has been shut. I tell you what, there's nothing like the Holy Ghost to blow doors open. Power, miraculous ability. Stand there and speak to that door. You get out of the way. In Jesus' name. Some of you this morning, God wants to build you up in faith. We let faith leak out. We're not believing God for anything. We're just existing. Jesus said, you occupy till I come. 
And that is, that is you take territory. You be an overcomer. You be the one that puts your foot upon the serpent and not the serpent upon you. I'm tired of God's body, the body of Christ, living defeated lives. And every one of us face horrendous circumstances. But I tell you what, you got to get back up. You got to get back up. And sometimes I don't want to get up. I just want to lay there and whine and kick. But I'm telling you, in the outcome, you better do it God's way, and I better do it God's way. Or we're going to live a life of lack and defeat. No hope, no peace. And I don't want to live that way. God wants to impart faith to us this morning for the things that we're facing. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in our own sight. I'm going to tell you, you better put your spiritual glasses on. And when you look at the giants, you better not see yourself as a grasshopper. You better see yourself through the eyes of Jesus. Jesus is the conqueror. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He conquered that for us. The Bible said he made an open show of them. Demonic powers is what he's talking about. He made an open show of them. He spoiled principalities and powers. Don't you sit there bound up in fear. Don't you sit there bound up in lust. Don't you sit there bound up by the powers of hell. Because God has said, I conquered those things and you can be free. And because I set you free, you are free indeed. I want to tell you something. In this old world, all you see is people that are bound. And God's people should not and allow themselves to be bound. If you find yourself in that situation today, you get free from that. And you'll get free by the things I'm talking about. You think freedom. You speak freedom. And you believe freedom. That's the only way it's going to come. Well, I want it to come another way. I'm telling you, this is the way. Jesus said, this is the way. Walk in it. You can't develop your own new way. Well, I'm an entrepreneur. I like to, yeah. But that doesn't work in the kingdom of God. You go for it in the world. Do it God's way, though. Amen? And so they saw themselves as grasshoppers. Grasshoppers are not very powerful, are they? Grasshoppers have no ability. Grasshoppers are at the mercy of anybody and everybody. I'm telling you, Jesus redeemed us and we are not grasshoppers. We are not grasshoppers, but we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. You remember my story that I tell you about being more than a conqueror, what more than a conqueror is? Well, you know, Eddie, he's ministers, goes out and speaks, you know, and the churches or ministries, you know, they'll take care of him, give him a nice love offering, you know, and he comes home and you know what he does? He puts it in my hand. You know what I say? I'm more than a conqueror. Thank you. 
Well, that's what Jesus did. He won the victory and he came and put it in your hand. Now you're more than a conqueror. He conquered, you're more than a conqueror. You didn't have to do it. He gave it to you. You've got to receive it. You don't have to, you know, it's just like a boxer that gets in the ring. You know, he's got to do the fighting. Jesus did the fighting. Now we've got to stand. And how do we stand? We have a stance of faith. God, I believe. I believe you. What you've said, I believe. Those circumstances and facts tell me differently, I believe you. I'm going to tell you something. When you believe right and think right and talk right, you'll begin to change and turn things that turn towards you. It may be like Abraham I mentioned earlier. It may take a little while, but you've got to keep standing. Ephesians says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. And you know what you're standing? You're standing your ground. What is your ground? Ground of victory. Ground of prevailing. Ground of overcoming. You remember David when he was in Ziklag? And you remember that he had gone out to fight a battle and when he came back to Ziklag, that all the families of the men and all their goods had been stolen and plundered? Do you remember that? Well, you know what Ziklag means? It's place of overwhelming despair. Many of us, we live in Ziklag. But I tell you what, we need to be like David and we, not, we need to not accept that we're going to live in overwhelming despair. Well, nothing ever good happens to me. I just go from one problem to another. Well, you know what? You can have what you say. And if that's what you say, that's what you're going to get. But you need to start turning. The Bible says that your tongue is like a rudder and a rudder turns a ship. You need to start turning your life. Your ship, you need to start turning it by what you say. Now, I know the first time that I got a hold of a message like this, I just wanted to jump up. I was sitting on my sofa. I just wanted to jump up and say, praise God, where have I been all this time? And I've never heard this before. And it got in me. And I started living different. I started talking different. And I started believing different. Well, you know, that's what God wants some of you to do. Some of you, you already know this truth, how, how you're practicing it, only you and the Lord know. But some of you, this is like, whoa, I've never heard this before. Well, this is out of the Bible. It's not something that I'm making up, and everything that's here is in the New Testament also substantiated there. Amen? Amen. What we believe and what we say and what we think are vitally important to our life and the direction that we're going. These people, they spoke this thing, and if you'll look over here in uh, verse number 28 of uh, Numbers 14, say unto them, as truly as I live, surely, he's saying, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. One translation said, as it's been spoken, so it's going to be. As it's been spoken, so is it going to be. Well, you know, I know, you know, um, I, I just, here I am, and I'm this age, and I guess I'm never going to be married. Do you want to be married? Is that the desire of your heart? Then don't be speaking that. Talk about God is going to give you the right spouse. 
He's got the right one. And then don't think crazy about that. You know, if you're 50 or 60, don't you think that some, you know, pretty little thing that's, you know, 20 or 25 is going to be looking your way unless you got a big pocketbook. It's the truth. People get the wrong ideas. I'm telling you. And I talked, how many of you single women know the talk I had with you not too long ago? And I told you God could be bringing the right man and woman to you, but you're not even opening your eyes to see because you think they've got to be 36, 24, 36 or whatever it is. And then that's, you know, that's the man to the woman. And then, you know, the, the woman is looking at the man that looks like... You know who? I don't know. Somebody big, hunk, handsome. You know? I want to tell you, you know what? I've been young, and I like it. But things get, as you get older, things change. Your body changes, your face changes, your hair changes. Everything changes. Now, I believe in doing the best with what you've got. But I want to tell you, there's more to me than my outward shell. And there's more to other people than their outward shell. And I'm glad that Eddie King believes that too. And I think it of him. Oh, well. It's the truth. God may have the right person right in front of you, and you keep looking around them. And they're standing right there, and God said, open your eyes and look. I'm telling the truth whether you like it or not. And we've got to understand that. How in the world did I get off on that? Okay, but he said, you're going to have what you have spoken in my ear. Would you think it was just the negative? No, you're going to have what you speak in the ear of God. If it's positive, then you're going to have those positive things. If it's negative, then you're going to have those negative things. Is he doing it? No, you're doing it because you're creating. You are creating an atmosphere. Do you know that you can create an atmosphere of strife? Yes, you can. Just spew it out. Just spew it out. And somebody come along and it's like, ugh. You created an atmosphere with your words. Or you can create an atmosphere of love and acceptance and everybody, you know, can feel that and sense that and they like that. How is that created? By your words. Well, I just feel like letting you have it and telling you off. Well, we all do. But the Bible says to walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill that lust of your flesh that wants to get up and grab everybody by the neck and choke them. Everybody has times like that, but you control that. Well, it's good preaching anyway. Okay, I want you to turn to Mark. Mark 11. Now, if you pay attention and listen to me, I'll be fast. I'll start slowing down if you don't listen. Okay, Mark 11 
And verse number 22. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. One translation said, Have the faith of God. How do you have the faith of God? He goes on to tell you. For truly, verily, I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. He shall have whatsoever he saith. I will have whatsoever I saith. Now, isn't it interesting there that he talks about saying three times and believing once? You know what that tells us? That tells us you got to have faith. you got to believe. But you can't just believe without saying. you got to say something. you got to talk something. you got to speak something. I've got faith in my heart. Well, it's in your heart, but you got to speak it out of your mouth. You got to give action to your faith. You got to act on your faith. You got to talk about your faith. You got to talk on your faith. That's very important. And he tells us there three times what you say is what you get. Well, I prayed and I didn't get anything. No, you just said, I didn't get anything, and that's what you got. You didn't get anything. You have what you say. As it's been spoken in my ear, saith the Lord, that's what you're going to have. So speaking is important. Does that mean that when you're going through troubles that you can't talk to anybody, that you can't get prayer? I'm not being ridiculous, so that's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about when you get down to faith and believing God and overcoming in this life, there's got to come the time that you start speaking the right things and stop speaking the wrong. Well, you know, I'd love to have a, a new home and my friend so-and-so, they got a new house and, you know, I'm happy for them sometimes. <laughs> you know, little jealousy rises up in me sometimes, but, you know, I know I couldn't have a house like that. I know God wouldn't give me a house like that. I know I just can't have it. I just can't. Look at my family. Nobody in my family has amounted to anything. They don't have anything financially. Look, you have got to rise up and you've got to begin to say what God says about you. Your family is not the point here. Your family is not the provider. Your family is not the source. Your family is not the one that said you can have what you say if you believe it in your heart. See, I'm not talking about ridiculous things. Well, I think I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. Well, I think you're just full of hot air. I'm talking about serious things in believing God. When you have needs, necessities, things that need to happen in your life that God has said could be yours. He said, say it, say it, say it, believe it. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you see faith is coming today. Some of you, you've got your shield up and I can feel it. It's bouncing back at me. You know what? But I don't care because there's others out there and they've got the wall down and they're receiving. So you got to say it, say it, say it. We 
we sing a song. I don't care what the world may say. I don't care what the world may do. See, the world may say and do lots of things. But the truth is God's Word. So if you speak it and put it in your mouth, it's powerful. It'll move a mountain. It'll move an obstacle. It'll cut down giants. It'll take their heads off. Amen? Praise the Lord. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in, listen to this, the power of the tongue. It didn't say life and death are in the tongue. It said the power of the tongue. When you speak God's word, there's power released. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You can speak death over your life. You can speak death over your finances. You can speak death over relationships. You can speak death over your family, the situations that go on inside of your house and that kind of thing. You can just speak it, speak it, speak it because it has a power to produce. But in the same way, your tongue has power to produce the life of God. Let's release the life of God. Let's release it and not... Release death into the earth. This world is full of death. We need life. Amen. So we will get the consequences of what we say. And our words have power. They're not just empty. They are powerful. They are creative words. One way or the other. Proverbs 6, 2. You are snared with the words of your mouth. You are taken with the words of your mouth. What is a snare? A snare is a trap. You are put in a trap by what you say. And then he goes on to say, you are taken or you are caught with the words of your mouth. You're caught in that trap. With the words of your mouth because the words have power. We just saw that. And you can overcome it. Amen. The Bible says, let the weak say what? Oh, I'm so weak. I just don't know how I'm going to stand it. I'm just so tired. I'm just so weary. Now, I've been tired. I've been weary. But you know what? He said, speak when you are weak that you are strong. Well, I'm not. He said, let the weak say, I am strong. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Let's turn to Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. And chapter number, or verse number 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. You know, this morning I told you I'm preaching the word. And faith is coming because Roman 10 tells us about that. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so I'm standing here and faith is being extended in this place. It's being uh, offered and ministered. Faith is coming because I'm preaching you out of the Bible, the word of God. Faith comes, and it will profit you if you believe it. But here he says, faith will not profit you, or the word will not profit you if you don't mix it with faith. There has to be a mixing process. You ladies know this. When you go into the kitchen and you're going to stir up a cake, you've got to put the ingredients in there, and then you stir it up, don't you? 
You've got to stir yourself up in faith. The Word comes in. The Spirit of God comes in. The Holy Spirit comes in. You stir it up. The water of the Word. The water of the Spirit. You stir it up and then the outcome is faith. But see, you can sit here week after week after week and hear the Word and not believe it, not mix what you hear with faith, and it will do you no good. And you see it all the time. But yet you see people who grab hold of it and it literally transforms their world. My world has been transformed. My world has been transformed by the Word of God. There is no doubt about it. For you to sit here and be listening to me today is evidence of that. Because before I would have never seen, I would have never wanted to do it, I would have never desired to do it, I would have been intimidated, I would have been fearful. But you see, God has worked a work in my life. I saw His Word, I mixed it with faith. And it started working and it started happening and things began to change and I began to see it and I got excited and enthusiastic and I started sharing it with other people and now I share it with people all the time in a different context. And so you can too, amen? Second Corinthians 4, 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We believe and therefore we speak. In other words, he's saying, this is a a quote from the Old Testament, we have the spirit of faith. You know, there's a spirit of faith and there's a spirit of fear. I wish I had time to get into that this morning, but I don't because fear is what stops people many times from receiving from the Lord and, and exercising their faith. And there is a spirit of fear. And God said in 2 Timothy, I did not give you that spirit of fear. Where did it come from then? The giant, the evil one, the demon powers. They try to bring fear into your life. God said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, but love and power, miraculous ability and authority, and a sound, disciplined mind. Because if you're going to have a spirit of faith, you've got to have a disciplined mind to think what the Scripture says rather than what every uh, outside source would try to bring to you and get you to think on this and believe this. No, we think on God's Word. We think on His principles. We think on His ways. Amen? We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We believe then and therefore we speak. You believe and then you speak. You believe and then you speak. You believe and then you speak. You know, sometimes when you believe because you believe it from God's word and you speak, it it, it just hadn't set down into your spirit maybe really well. And, And so... You want to believe, but you're not quite there yet. I tell you what, if you'll start talking the word, if you'll start speaking what God says, you will see that faith will come alive and faith will be strong in your life. Faith in God. Now, I want to take us back to the woman with the issue of blood as I'm closing here. And I want us to look at her life. In her life... For 12 years, for a long period of time, she had been seeking for healing. 
There's those of you that are here today for a long period of time. You've been seeking for, for healing. It, it may or may not be physical healing. It may be emotional it may be healing from a bad relationship. It may be healing from financial calamity. It may be healing from discouragement and things, you know, that come on you in life. But she did not give up. She kept looking and looking and looking. But the Bible said she spent everything she had and she didn't get any better, but she grew worse until she heard about Jesus. You have heard about Jesus this morning. You may have tried everything. You may have tried everything you know to try, and it's not worked. Touch the hem of his garment today. You know, she had to humble herself. She had to get down. She was in a throng of people. They were all around Jesus. Everybody was touching Jesus. But there was a special touch that day. It was different than any other touch. All those people had been around him bumping shoulders, you know, listening to him. And he was talking to him and, and all of that. But this touch was different. And this touch drew the miraculous power, the virtue, the Bible says, the miraculous power from God, from Jesus Christ to her. And it'll do the same for you today. If you will touch the hem of his garment. If you will humble yourself and say, what I've been doing is not working. I come to Jesus and Lord, I touch your promises. I touch your word. I receive it, Lord God. And I want to overcome this thing that I'm facing. I want to take the head off of this giant that has been after me instead of me being after it. I want, to, I want to be like David running to Goliath and I want to take its head off. Not standing back and trembling and shaking, but going forward, we are well able to overcome. You are overcomers today. You may not know it, but you are. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.